Hello, this is Head of Middle School John Turner, and welcome to Episode 3 of the Foot Features podcast series. If you haven't checked out the first two episodes, they're out there available for you. Both of them feature one-on-one interviews. Today we've got a more crowded studio as I'm joined by the four ninth grade students who represented Foot at the National Association of Independent Schools Student Diversity Leadership Conference in Nashville in early December. The SDLC is held in conjunction with the People of Color Conference each year. The SDLC is unique in that it's all about the students as they delve into identity, inclusivity, and diversity, and how they can make a difference in their school communities. So I'm joined today by Malachi, Marley, Jude, and Chris. Great to have you here today. Thank you. So the first uh, question to get us started today, I want to draw from one of my favorite podcast hosts who often asks his guests to describe their recent experience in three words. So I'm asking if you, each of you can share your experience at SDLC in three words and then maybe expand on uh, why you chose those words. Uh, so Chris, let's begin with you. All right. So my three words are more of a phrase, and those are very eye-opening. First off, we arrived and there were uh, 6,000 people in one room, all for the same reason, uh, to make a difference. And that was, that was eye-opening. That was impressive. Uh, it, was, it was powerful to see 6,000 people in one room, um, 1,400 kids and, or students um, from around the country for the same reason. So Malachi. Yeah, so my three words... The first one is thought-provoking, which I guess is two, so I have one more, and which is really hard to choose, but I would go with loving, which is a strong word, but I really mean it because um, once you get there, as Chris said, you know, there are thousands of kids, and you don't get to meet nearly all of them, close to all of them, but there's this really amazing atmosphere in there, and you all know that you're there to do the same types of work, um, making a strong community and the atmosphere is very supportive there was no judgment i didn't feel single a single time where i was judged at all the same with everyone else there so it just felt like everyone was there to support you no matter how much you knew them and i would say it was also very thought provoking um for me at least because we talked about a lot of different things. To me, some of them were new. Some of them I'd talked about before. And some were easier for me to grasp than others. And still sitting here today, a week and a half later, I'm still grappling with some of those hard topics that we talked about, you know. And I've, you know, thought to myself, there's not always a strong conclusion about some of these things like that we were talking about. So my three words are inspirational, empowering, and beautiful. And beautiful, it sounds really cheesy, I know, but it was just a room of several thousand really beautiful people who had beautiful ideas and it was just a beautiful thing, you know? We were all there for a common goal. So it was just a really beautiful experience. and. It was empowering, a room of several thousand students, the majority of whom were students of color. And for me, that was really, it was really, it was, it was awesome to be in a room. And I, I wasn't the man, I wasn't the minority group in that room. And for me, that was kind of new and really cool. And I would say inspirational because 
one of the closing speakers, they told us after we had had the whole SDLC experience, they told us that we are the future. And I felt like everybody in that room, I really like believed it, you know? It was inspirational for me. Awesome, thanks Jude. Uh, Marley. Um, this is kind of building off of what everyone else has already said, but uh, accepting and kind of community oriented because really the SDLC felt like a safe space. Everyone felt like they belonged there, they were accepted there. Um, there were a lot of people who said that they were the only gay kid at their school or they were the only uh, black kid in their school or the only Latina kid in their school. Um, and they felt like, they just felt like they belonged at the SDLC, whereas they didn't feel like they ever belonged in their school. Can I ask uh, one of you to comment on why did you want to go? This process starts all the way back in May when you wrote an essay about your interest in representing our school at this national conference. Um, can one of you talk about why you wanted to go? I actually went to the Connecticut SDLC last year, and that was an amazing experience. Like, we were actually given a space to talk about issues that we don't get a chance to talk about in everyday school life or even in home life. Um, so that was amazing to go to, and I just kind of wanted another experience like that. Um, and going to the one in Nashville, the even like broader scale, way more people went, way more schools from a ton of different states. That was, I thought that it would be interesting to see how everyone else in America, their views and their ideas on certain topics. Fantastic. What were your expectations going into it? You're hopping on the plane, you're flying down to Nashville. Um, really cool to be away with our, um, you know, with our teachers and with yourself just as a small group traveling together. But what were you expecting? I actually wasn't, ex I was, I had a lot of different expectations, but um, I really had, I didn't have one set idea or like one uh, great understanding of what it was going to be like, because I, I did go to the Connecticut one at Hotchkiss, and that one was great. It was uh, similar to what Marley said. I, that was part of the reason why I wanted to go to the um, one in Nashville, but yeah, I, I, I knew it was going to be bigger, but I didn't know it was going to be that big, and I didn't know it was going to be as powerful. So. And what about the event surprised you? I think what surprised me the most was the variety of things we talked about. I uh, kind of assumed we would just be talking about, you know, it was the Student Diversity Leadership Conference, so diversity and diversity. But we talked a lot about kind of our self-image and self-love and how we look at ourselves and how we identify and how our own identifiers relate to other people. And that was surprising and really interesting because it is all related to diversity in a lot of ways, but it's it was just, it was a surprising way to tie it all together. So when we sat down to, uh, to talk here today, um, I could tell that you were all still buzzing a little bit about the speakers and, and those who um, really kind of helped you think about some things in new ways. I wonder, um, sounds like even uh, a couple of you would love to share about some of the speakers that still have the, the gears in your head turning a little bit. So um, who can you tell about? So one of the speakers we heard, I believe it was on the second day, he was a man, his name is Christian Picciolini, and he is an ex-white supremacist, 
one of the first skinheads actually in America. He kind of says that he was um, one of the first to kind of create the movement. Um, so he sat down with one of the organizers of the SDLC and just had a conversation between him and all the students listened. It was very interesting uh, for me, very thought provoking as I said before. There are a lot of thoughts running through my head. He talked about how he now works to kind of reverse um, the actions which he did to try to help other people get out of the white supremacist system and become better people, realize that this isn't the only path they need to take and that there are other ways out of it. And for me, I wasn't sure how I was supposed to take it. And I've been thinking about it a lot. I didn't know whether I should forgive him for what he did because obviously you can never erase something of that magnitude. And I didn't know if I should support what he's trying to do because although what he's trying to do is good, he did it because before he was a bad person. And so I know there was a lot of tension in the room that day, a lot of different thoughts and ideas and opinions. And it was well, it, it was a time that was definitely very intense, but I think everyone handled it very well by listening and validating what the man had to say. So did you have a way to process that after the event, whether it's with your fellow students or with yeah. uh, your families? I know you're organizing to families at the SDLC. Yeah, so afterwards we broke up into individual groups of about 50 kids, the family groups, and we did have a discussion about what we thought. Jude. So the speaker that was most impactful for me, his name was Dr. Rodney Glasgow, and he was just... So, he spoke throughout the conference and everything he said was so thought-provoking and inspirational and it was just new and interesting and one of the things he talked about was how one of his his title is Dr. Rodney Glasgow and he talked about how one of his white counterparts is never denied the title of doctor but people will look at him or address him and they won't say doctor and he was talking about how it had everything to do with you know the way he looked because there was no reason for them to assume not to and that was just really interesting for me to think about and it was sad to think about that but understood and it was really powerful that he shared his story and then he also partway through it he and two other speakers said almost like a poem speech and one of them said, I'm Stacey Abrams, because she was an African-American woman, and so she was relating herself to that. And one of the other speakers said, I'm the caravan, as in the caravan of people who's at the border right now trying to get in. And at the end of their speeches, they said, stand up if you are Stacey Abrams, stand up if you are the caravan, stand up if you are... And a lot of people didn't stand up, even if they identified and I didn't stand up. I don't really know why actually. And he said and then Dr. Ronnie Glasgow said if you 
for those of you who aren't standing, what will you stand for? And that was just really, it was a powerful moment. You could feel the whoa throughout the room. A lot of people didn't even say anything. It was just a really powerful moment. Chris? So the last day we had a speaker, his name was Mark Lamont Hill. And a few days before he came to speak with us, he was fired from CNN for a controversial statement. And I think one of one thing uh, that the SDLC is about is that we're accepting and we can, we'll listen to other people. And if we disagree, then we'll talk about it. So yeah, he came in. It was difficult for some people because he had just made a statement that people disagree with and then he was coming to talk to us at a time where we're all supposed to be like loving but one thing we we did is no one said anything he came up and he delivered this speech which was incredible I thought and by the end everyone was like saying they loved him and clapping so I, I thought that was just a moment where I like really realized that how uh, special of an experience this was. Fantastic. One of the keystone experiences of the SDLC is being with other students and being with other students in family groups um, that we've mentioned before, um, but also in the affinity groups as well. I wonder if uh, one or uh, two of you might share the experience of the affinity or family groups. I went to the multiracial, biracial affinity group. I identify as African-American and Latina. And for me, it's kind of always been like I've had to choose. There aren't a lot of people just around me that are mixed or necessarily mixed like I am, if that makes any sense. And to be in a room of people who identified the way I did was really powerful. We did an exercise called On One Hand, so on, you say, on one hand, I'm, for example, I said, on one hand, I'm black. On the other hand, I'm Mexican. And then somebody would grab your hand, take your hand, if they shared that identifier. And for me, it was really amazing to see just a circle form and the last two people linked hands because they shared an identifier. And that was really powerful to be in that affinity group with, a large group of people who also felt like that they had to choose and for me being there I didn't have to choose I could I didn't have to check myself into a box I didn't have to check multiple boxes I just was what I was and so was everyone else and that was okay so I went to the LGBTQ plus affinity group and like Jude said it was really they were also accepting you felt like you did really belong there um, what was kind of powerful about being in that group, though, was that everyone shared their story um, as a first kind of activity, and a lot of them were saying horrible experiences that they've had with homophobia in their schools and from their parents and from their friends. Um, and it really kind of made me appreciate our foot school community um, more because, um, but also it gave me an opportunity to make more friends. Um, we kind of bonded through some experiences and we did create some groups where people who didn't have a safe space with like physical people in their community, they could go online and DM or Snapchat a group of us.
when they had an issue to talk about. So when you head on to the SDLC, when you head on to Nashville, you've got your luggage, you've got your backpack, and then you come home with more things in your metaphorical backpack. You, you come home with more than you left with. Uh, things to think about, things you want to do back in your home community, things that you want to share back at our school. What did you bring home in your metaphorical backpack that you are trying to unpack here at Foot? After the SDLC conference and when I came back home, I had the like desire to tell people about what I did and uh, the impact it uh, had on me. And um, I want to share it with a bunch of other people so maybe they could have an experience like this. This was definitely a very powerful experience. And I think now being home, I'm definitely going to ha have the desire to recreate that community and environment that was just so undescribable at SDLC. But I know that I've accepted the fact that it's going to be a challenge because the moment you walk into the SDLC, as you know, Chris and Jude and Marley have said, it's just this very powerful feeling. Everyone is being authentically themselves and they're being authentically loving and kind. That's just who everyone is in deep down inside of them. But I think in the real world, I guess out here in your schools or your jobs, uh, just walking outside, it's, it's a struggle to create. And I, I don't want to go as far as saying it's impossible because I want to stay optimistic and I really want to try to create that, you know, feeling of acceptance and love no matter where you go. But I know that it's going to be a struggle and I'm not going to be always be able to find that everywhere. Yeah, to add on to what Malachi said, I think that's one of the goals of the SDLC is to like maybe one day have this not be an exclusive experience in it, um, that it, it would be normal to have everybody accepting it and around you. One of the things that, like I said, we talked a lot about is our identifiers. And I think a goal, especially here at Foot, is to make the school, the campus, as inclusive as possible. And I think one of the th things we don't think about that it's an important part of that is first understanding like ourselves so that we can relate to, understand, include other people. And we talked a lot about that and how if you find a common ground, that's a really crucial part of kind of getting to know somebody. We talked about conversation, having a conversation, getting to know somebody, less than a quarter of it should actually be you talking, you know? So just listening to other people. We did a lot of listening and embracing silence, which I think silence is awkward and everybody knows that, but sometimes it's necessary to just think and feel and understand. And I think that's something that all schools should try to do, just embrace silence and thinking and understanding and listening. Chris and Marley and Malachi and Jude, it is awesome to have you here. Thanks for sharing your experiences with us. Thanks for being part of Foot Features. Thank you. Thank you. Foot Podcasts are a production of the Foot School, an independent school for grades K through 9, located in New Haven, Connecticut. Visit us online at footschool.org.